Wow, that was pretty aggressive. Skate or die, I guess, this week. My name is Steve. I am the last free American, and I'm speaking to you from the great Pacific Northwest. It's the heart of the free world, after all. I was looking at a study. Oh, you are at this moment with me now, here. So, well, you're not here. I'm here, and it's beautiful. The PNW is beautiful today. The Cook County Medical Examiner's Office said that last year in Chicago, there were 769 murders and 875 total deaths from guns last year. Gun violence, not even accidents, just gun violence. If you weren't murdered, you might have been hit by a stray round. Uh, that's considered manslaughter. So it says that 875 people in Cook County, that's the county that Chicago is in. There's 3 million people there. It's 3 million people there. It's a lot of people. 3 million people. 875 people died from gun violence. 78% of the victims were black. I'm not going to read the exact percentage. It's over 90% of the perpetrators were the same uh, race as the victims. Then it says that also COVID deaths, the pandemic took a heavy toll. COVID-19 has also been blamed for contributing to a record high number of deaths due to gun violence. I'm going to read that sentence again. The, Cook County Medical Examiner said for the year 2020, while the pandemic took a heavy toll, just the pandemic on its own, the bodies, everybody's seen it, you know, the bodies in the streets, the hospitals overwhelmed. You know, we never did flatten the curve. The hospitals, you know, we were supposed to wear the masks to flatten the curve last year to so the, the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed. They were, apparently, I mean, there's no pictures of that. They showed some pictures of it. But it turned out it was Milan, Italy. They didn't use the hospital ship. They didn't use the tents. They didn't use all the, the makeshift kind of mash units. They didn't use any of it. But the COVID deaths, you know, the nurses and the doctors, you know, the heroes, they weren't, they weren't rolling into their cars at the end of the night, like pulling their knees up to their chest, bawling their eyes out, and their car just collapsing from another 16-hour shift of death wasn't happening there's 38 million flu cases last year the year before last this last year there was 1800 okay this is so it says i'm still going to read it again though while the pandemic took a heavy toll as i just described we've all seen it we've all seen it every day we're so fatigued from just the the bodies It also is being blamed for contributing COVID-19 is being blamed for contributing for contributing to a record high number of deaths due to gun violence, COVID-19. And they said that the, there's been people, the CNN guy, have you ever heard of Veritas? <clears throat> James O'Keefe, Veritas. He runs a, an organization called Veritas. Uh-oh. There we go, texts. And he says, uh, he got banned, well, he got banned from uh, Twitter. Sorry, I got distracted for a second. He got banned from Twitter for life. 
he released a video. He does investigative journalism. He released a video where one of their female uh, operatives, their journalistic invest, journalist, journal, journal, journalistic investigators, investigative journalists, an investigative journalist, a female, was on Tinder. Bumble, I think it was Tinder. So Tinder is, as I understand, it's a hookup site. It's not like a dating thing. It's like you, you know, you hook up. They're just like, hey, there to hook up. I don't understand the kids these days. I don't. I don't. So anyway, he, this guy was on there from CNN. He's some program director, producer, or something. And he, <laughs> he went on these 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 Tinder dates, five Tinder dates, with this girl, this woman, this woman, from Veritas. <clears throat> as a dude and he was a chick and they went on dates and she was a spy from Veritas shaking down the CNN guy she recorded video of him it's fantastic it's fantastic I don't think they ever actually hooked up actually though not for real not like you know for real that'd be weird the, the, the Russians used to call it sex espionage during the Cold War and they had they were they were good they got a lot of information, apparently. They got a lot of information from our our <laughs> strong, strong man in intelligence. So she videotaped this guy talking about about how CNN suppresses information and it it manufactures a lot of information, elevates certain stories and highlights them and pushes certain certain uh, news narratives. And uh, they like there's been a lot of Asian people that have been getting uh, assaulted because apparently there's a lot of people out there like I don't I don't know anybody. I know a lot of people. I meet people all the time. I meet people all day, every day. And nobody has said to me, you know, I'm really ticked off at the Asians. That would I'd remember that conversation. Nobody said that to me. I would remember some maniac that said something like, if some guy goes, yeah, some person says, hey, Steve, you know what I'm, I'm really mad about? And I go, what? I'm mad about the Asians. Why? Well, I'm mad at the Asians. Why? Um, you know, as a group, I don't really, you know, I don't really have problems with groups of people. I'm, I'm you know, there's enough to be afraid of individuals for. So I... I I would I would imagine I'd be stunned. I haven't nobody's come up to me and said that. You know, I'm really mad at the Asians. Well, why? What did they do? Like like they all went they got together and did something? And like who is that? Like is it I don't know your definition of what that is is something I don't this is weird. I'd be already alarmed. Like, what are you talking about? You're mad at these Asians. Well, they 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 caused COVID. All of them? Did, uh, you know, I'm not going to say na name names, but like, did my friend Jim, I think he's an, I think he's Asian. I haven't really, we haven't really talked about it. I know a guy at work we talked about, we know, man, what did we talk about? We talked about finance. We talked about the cost of living around here. Man, it's going up. And, uh, He's really interesting. He's very conservative. You know, we see eye to eye on everything. Uh, we kind of have, we have 
kind of different lifestyles, but we have um, very similar ideas and a very patriotic guy he is. I think we haven't talked about his race, but I'm pretty sure he's African-American. Um, I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's African-American. Uh, he looks nothing like me at all. He looks nothing like me at all. Um, uh, his beard's almost as good as mine. It's a lot darker. It's like, uh, mine's white pretty much. And his is, uh, it's darker than mine. His is like, um, it's, it's completely black. It's like, it's a completely black. It's, it's like shiny black. It's dark black. I wish I had like 30% of this pigment, whatever you call what gives hair color. Hold on a minute. Oh my God. I get thirsty doing this. <clears throat> but I wouldn't say if somebody said to me, said, hey, Steve, yeah, I'm really ticked off. Man, you know, I've been thinking... We were talking about money. So I was like, what if my, my friend who I think is black, he's like, I'm really mad about the Asians. Or like, what if my friends, I think most of my friends I identify as white people, I believe, are the people I know. Um, uh, white Hispanics, Hispanic, Latino, Latina. Um, what else? I've heard all these things. Uh... I don't really think about it much, so I don't. I can't tell you, but none of them, nobody, has come up to me. The the ones that look like me, kind of. There's this one guy I work with. He was born in Russia. He moved here like when he was a little kid. He looks a lot like me, and um, you know I used to speak food in Russian, but he still he can say all of it. Uh, he hasn't said anything about the uh, anybody. He's mad at the, anybody for bringing COVID or causing COVID, making COVID, developing COVID. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, the, the, they said, well, the, the Asians, I didn't hear anybody tell me that they're mad at the Asians for anything or the COVID or anybody. I haven't heard anybody that really even is afraid of COVID, really. I know a couple people who have family members that died of COVID or it was listed as COVID. And they kind of were scratching their heads about it a little bit. But I don't know anybody that's upset at anybody for causing COVID because nobody's really like, a, like it's, nobody's really blaming it on like reasonable, normal, smart people. Regular people aren't blaming it on some. They're not blaming COVID on something. They're blaming the shutdowns and the masks and all the mandates and having to <laughs> go to restaurants in a tent. They're blaming that on some people. And it's not a, a racial group. I got news for you. I'm out here in America with the Americans and the, the, the people in America, let's put it that way. I'm out here with everybody and nobody's out there. I don't see anybody around me blaming any groups of people for COVID except how we've handled COVID. There's a lot of people ticked off about what we've got to do because of COVID and think that what we have to do because of COVID might necessarily not be reasonable because it might not necessarily be what an individual here and there wants to do. And yet they're mandated to do it. I don't know. I got to get a lawnmower tomorrow. I got to buy a lawnmower at Lowe's. And uh, I don't know. I, I didn't see any signs or any people told me to do anything that I wasn't already doing. And I didn't look like anybody else there. My face. You see all my face. 
Nobody spoke to me. No one spoke to me. No one looked at me that much. I, I don't know. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I was in there with my daughter. Nobody said anything. I was at the grocery store. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody bothered me. I wasn't blaming anybody for anything. I'm not necessarily, I don't think there is anything to be blamed for or to blame anybody for. There's nothing to blame anybody for. There isn't anything out there that's going to get in your bloodstream. That's what, I, that's what I think. It's been 14 months and I've been doing the same stuff or not. Uh, the, you know, there's no bodies in the street. There's no smallpox. There's, anyway, that's just my opinion. I'm not advocating or, or trying to tell anybody to do anything or not do anything. I'm not even explaining anything, really. I should have gone to law school, but I couldn't stand it. The malleable ethics. I saw a guy, a video. I think it's an African-American guy. It's probably, if he, if you were to ask him, he would identify as that, I'm guessing. And he was talking, sitting outside, and he says, you know, I have uh, wondered why you don't see like a drive-by, a house where a drive-by happened or something, and there's a bunch of people protesting the drive-by. Like he was talking about that guy from the army, that bald white man that was yelling at the little kid. He wasn't a little kid, but he was like a scrawny guy, BLM type guy that was doing a walk through the neighborhood and had already been confronted by somebody and said, you, you know, what are you doing here? Anyway, you're, you're here to test the waters and, you know, get attention. And so then somebody else is like, get out of here. You're bringing trouble. And there happened to be a bunch of BLM around the corner <laughs> ready to videotape all this, right? So it was kind of instigated, and this other guy, these two guys, I guess, you know, they were acting stupid as well. But what are you going to do? This, this, I'm saying what this guy was saying, this other video that I saw, this African-American guy, he's like, well, what is this guy going to do? He says, there's somebody in his neighborhood, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm telling you what this guy said. This guy says, he goes, what, is, what was a dude supposed to do? He, this man, he saw this, this guy who obviously didn't live there that was there to make trouble, and he was like, he didn't do nothing except say, get out of here. And he's like, he just told him to get out. He goes, that's what I do in my neighborhood. He goes, he goes, you don't walk through my old neighborhood if you don't live there. They'll, he goes, I always, I, he said he always felt more afraid in his neighborhoods than he felt in any of the neighborhoods he lives in now. And the demographics are very different from the neighborhoods he lived in when he was a kid. He described them. I'm not going to describe them. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. But you know what I mean. You know what he said. I can't say it. I think there's a problem with that too, but I also know what's up. I'm smart enough to know that the problem is there and what it is. I'm not going to get involved in somebody else's problem. So, but I made myself very clear. You know what I'm talking about? This guy said I used to live in one kind of place and it was very difficult and it had nothing to do with the kind of people that I live around now where I feel safe. He said, you never see somebody like a drive-by happens and, and BLM goes and protests or Antifa or somebody goes and protests where the, the shooters live that everybody knows. Or you don't see them like the, the drugs in some of these neighborhoods. They go protest where the drugs are being sold, go out, sit down outside of that house and protest that place. Picket, you know, like, pro, like picket signs and, you know, throw eggs at that place, I guess. 
875 deaths from firearms in Chicago, Illinois. One of the hardest. Oh, I dropped my phone. One of the hardest places in the country to own a firearm. It's one of the most restrictive places. You essentially can't take a firearm out of your home if you are able to own it. You have to... I'm not going to read it here. There's a bunch of steps you have to go through. They're, they don't necessarily cost a lot, but they cost something. And you have to jump through hoops and ladders to own a gun there. And you can't ever leave the house with it. You can't take it outside of your house. So there, that's the kind of places where the gun violence is the highest. Because if people are able to... If, if people that follow the law already follow the laws that are in place now. The people that don't follow the laws and use guns illegally already are breaking the laws. Now, there's nobody that, like a new gun law or a new gun restriction or a, uh, a new regulatory fee or regulatory hoop is put in place or impediment really is put in place. Confiscatory, punitive regulatory rates and fees and you're going to put one more, and they call them sensible gun laws, as if there's the gun laws now are unsensible. Well, there's just the, the not, we don't have the right laws, and that's why people are misusing guns. If there were more laws, there would be less mass shootings. I mean, that's their reasoning. If we had more gun laws or sensible gun laws, there'd be fewer mass shootings or there'd be fewer shootings. They don't care about regular shootings. Why don't they care about the eight or nine Homicides a day that happened last year in Chicago, where 78% of the victims were black. It's like 600 people. It's like two or three people a day, black people a day, killed in Chicago by guns. But if it's not a mass shooting in a, uh, I don't know, a liberal place, Nobody cares. Remember the remember the Virginia Tech shooting? No, you don't. Remember the shooting in the 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 gay club in Florida? No, you don't. Remember the shooting? You know. But there's these mass shootings all the time, and then we 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 don't ever pay attention. Just Chicago, six hundred. What is it? Uh, Eight hundred and seventy-five. 78% are one race. And just we oh no no if you even want to talk about that you're you're kind of racist. You're kind of racist if you even want to discuss that. Except to say that there the, it's it's probably caused by racism and bigotry somewhere. All the gun violence in Chicago is due to bigotry. And wanting to discuss it as anything else makes you a bigot apparently. That's what they tell you. You're not even allowed to talk about that. Talking about gun violence in a real substantive way, saying, okay, well, what, where, where is it happening and what's the other elements around it? Well, no, let's just look at mass shootings and who does mass shootings. Well, who does mass shootings? Disgruntled middle-class white people, I guess. So that's what we focus on. We've got to get the guns out of the... We haven't destroyed their businesses enough. We need to take their weapons too. The law-abiding. It's like saying, well... You know, no car should go over 70 miles an hour because that's the speed limit everywhere. And all cars basically will go over 100. And we shouldn't have alcohol because so many, there's like 14,000, 16,000 people a year die from, 
from uh, vehicular a- or, or uh, uh, accidents just due to alcohol. And that that's like, that's a lot, dozens a day. Uh, we sh- it's a lot more people than are getting shot. And and cars and alcohol aren't even designed to do that, and yet they're doing a better job than firearms. We need to ban all cars and alcohol because that's that's you know tens of thousands of people a year are dying of that. Just in America, we need to ban. We need to, it's it's time to put a moratorium on vehicles and speed kills too. They tell us. So no alcohol and no cars that can go over seventy. You know, there's you don't need that. You don't need it. And the founding fathers never for they never saw cars coming. You know, we need we need to ban cars and alcohol, and we need to castrate men to stop rape. So it's ridiculous. Let me ask you this: if you were, if you were a guy, like if you if you sent your kids to one of the the liberal universities, and they tell us that the yeah, everybody knows who runs the universities, they're indoctrination camps, and everybody knows who runs those universities. They're all and and the kind of the tone there, it's very liberal. It's very liberal. Conservatism is not allowed. It's considered hate speech now. You're not permitted to say anything that is 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 disagreeable with the left. And yet they tell us it's a rape culture. Like literally they tell us it's a rape culture that the colleges are a rape every they're all a rape culture, every single one of them. And that one in four girls that spends 4 years at a at a university in this country is raped before she leaves the university. So okay, just castrate all boys that go to universities um and there you've solved your rape problem. Just castrate them. Or, uh, you know, better yet, arm all girls. Now, if you were going to rape somebody and you knew that, like, everybody at this university, here's your targets, and everybody at the... Like, if Ted Bundy knew that every single female at UW had had a pistol and knew how to use it, like, do you know what that would have done to his, his, you know, his pool of potential victims? He'd have been like, well, this I can't even... No, they're all going to shoot me. I mean, think about it. If you're going to go break into houses and you knew there was a bunch of money in these houses, you knew these folks had money, and they oh, they all have a gun. Every single one of them has a pistol. And they know how to use it. And they know the law in when and when they can and can't, or you know what they can and can't do. What is the likelihood of you breaking into one of those houses? If you, knew every, if you lived in a town where you knew everybody carried a gun, and knew how and when to use it, what was legal. What's the likelihood of you doing anything illegal to anybody? And that's assaulting anyone in any way, accosting anybody in any way. Now, people would say, no, it'd be like the Wild West. People would be settling their their minor grievances with gunfire. Well, that's absurd. I think more likely an armed society is a polite society. Seriously, an armed society is a polite society. Think about it. If everybody was equal in that regard, it's just like if everybody knew the same amount of fighting and all you could do was fight, and there was no weapons, then it just becomes a matter of everybody would never be equal. And that's what a gun does, is it 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 makes the female equal to the male. It makes the single person equal to the mob. Uh, 
that's the reason the mob isn't in the suburbs yet. It's the reason the mob isn't in the suburbs yet, and that's what they want. They want to, they, <laughs> why do you think they want to disarm you? Look who they want to disarm. Who do they want to disarm? They're not wanting to disarm the, the criminals or whoever it was. They're not in Chicago trying to disarm people that going, hey, there's, you're already breaking the law by having the gun in the first place. And then you leave the house with it. And you're out doing anything at all with it, carrying it even for protection. That's illegal in Chicago. And it's not, the, it's, it's, it's not somebody in you know, the middle of Kansas who has a rifle under their bed right now or an AR in their closet or a pistol in the nightstand. That's your problem. Think about it. Who's, who's afraid of those people? Who's afraid of those people? Those middle class, gun rack, pickup truck, or, you know, regular Honda Accord anymore. Who, who, who's afraid of those folks? Who's afraid of those people? Who says those people are the problem? Who says those folks are the problem? The people in flyover country. Who, are, who says that they're the problem? Who's afraid of them? Who's put walls around themselves and military around themselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who sees those people as the problem. That's who wants to disarm those people. The people that aren't causing the problem with the guns. So, enough on the guns. So, what else is going on? Oh, this is a weird thing. Joe Biden, out of nowhere, he expelled 10 diplomats from Russia. There was 10 Russian diplomats here and he expelled them from the US citing <laughs> citing 20 citing 2020 election interference concerns and Russia strengthening their strengthening their military forces near the Ukraine border. So Russia is putting some forces on the Ukraine border for some reason. And you know how Joey likes the Ukraine. Joe likes the Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> he's got deals going there. So does Hunter. Hunter had some deals there. The ones he didn't have with China, he had in the Ukraine. And Biden's saying in the 2020 election that he won, that there is uh, election interference. In the election that he won, he's saying there's election interference from Russia. And that's why he's decided to expel some diplomats. I didn't hear anything about that on the news. This is some obscure... <laughs> lunatic right-wing news source that I'm looking It's from Newsmax. This is pretty weird. So anyway, that's it. I just wanted to talk about the guns and the gun violence and how absurd it is to say you want to disarm regular people and how I wonder why BLM doesn't ever protest any of that. Why don't they ever protest the drug dealer? He's thinking about this, this, this video I saw and this guy's right. Why don't they ever protest the drug dealer down the street? Why are they... Why aren't they protesting the terrible things that are going on in the neighborhoods where they live? In the neighborhoods where they live. They're going to these other neighborhoods. They're, why are they burning down their own neighborhood? And then going to other neighborhoods and protesting folks that have nothing to do with them. That aren't doing anything to them. Uh, people going to work every day. The people, the regular people that just want... A safe neighborhood, a good job, and a good school for their kids. They want a good education for their kids. They want a good job to go to, and they want a safe neighborhood. That's what people want. 
They don't want, they're not looking for just the right government program to save the day. They're not looking for just the right handout. They're not looking for anybody to help them. They're not looking for any, they're not looking to help anybody necessarily either through confiscatory tax rates. And if they're, if they don't, if they're not down with that, their, their character is assassinated in the media and by elected officials. So there. And meanwhile, the cost of living is going through the roof. Inflation's coming, by the way, folks. Find out what inflation is. It means prices go up. Interest rates are down to nothing. Prices are going to go up. <sighs> prices are going to go up. And interest rates are going to go up. up. You're not going to want to spend a nickel. You're not going to want to spend a nickel. You're going to want to pay stuff off. You're going to want to start to pay stuff off. Anyway, prices are going to go up. I love you people. By you people, I mean the people listening to this. So, as usual, yeah, I just want to talk about guns for a minute. and It was just on my mind. The gun violence out there. Gun violence out there. The gun violence out there is not, the, the, the implement is not the problem. The problem is that there's violence out there. The problem is that there's violence out there. If it wasn't guns, it'd be some other kind of violence. It's violence. It's because of the mood, because of the feelings. It's because of the animosity. It's because of the lack of connection in the relationships out there. It's because of the structure of things. And it's not systemic problems. It's problems with people. It's not in systems. It's in people. So, may you be healthy. And may you be happy. And may you be loved. Namaste.